This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Stu, triple eight seven two seven Beck, eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Ah, Hillary Clinton's emails uh, flagged as classified. That has gone up to uh, about sixty now. I think they said two last time we spoke. Now it's sixty. Next time we speak, maybe it's four hundred and thirty thousand. Maybe it's every email <laughs> she ever sent was top secret. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. While media coverage has focused on half a dozen of uh, her personal emails containing sensitive intelligence, total number of her private emails identified uh, by an ongoing State Department review as having classified data has ballooned to 60, according to the Washington Times. Figure is current through the end of July, likely to grow as officials uh, wade through about 30,000 work-related emails. Mm. Uh, But she didn't send any classified emails according to uh, her none zero and she is still maintaining that by the way mm-hmm. even as the number has uh, grown mm-hmm. to i don't know if she's commented since it grew to 60 but she it had grown past the two initially i think to six and she had still said no uh, no no oh did i miss the six yeah it went two to six to six oh, okay all right and so it's gonna get a lot bigger it's only 10 times what it lasts. we should also say it's actually not just 60 because <laughs> those 60 do not that does not class that does not count the two emails identified in recent days by uh, intelligence community inspector charles uh, mccullough iii concerning top secret information possibly derived from pentagon satellites drones or intercepts which is some of the nation's most sensitive secrets but other than that i mean she's been pretty good i mean yeah you know well i mean we don't know that for a fact but she probably has sent an email that was not top secret that much we know we don't know it. No, you, I mean, yeah, you can't say right. that with any kind of certitude. No, but I, I expect that at the end of this investigation, we will learn she did send an email about coffee or yoga. One. I, mean, I don't know if there was more than one, but probably one uh, was not top secret. And that's, look, if you attack her for that, I mean, it's just a war on women, you know? 
Thank you for stating that plainly. I appreciate that. Uh, also, it's highly likely that the that backups were made of Hillary Clinton's home computer server. So hmm. uh, she backed up all the information as well. So there's probably a couple of servers with lots of classified information on it. So well, this isn't a problem at what's all. What's the source on that, though? Probably somebody doesn't even know anything about yeah. the computer, you know? ABC News. Yeah, but who are they citing? Because I bet they don't have anybody on that at all. I mean, it's probably... No, they're some... citing the Colorado firm that set up her, her uh, server. Oh. So mm. Apparently, the Colorado firm that sets up these servers set up backups, too. <laughs> yeah, I bet so. they did. Which is why you don't set, uh, set up your own private email uh, to send top-secret information. <laughs> right. Because you don't know who else has access to it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know the firm who set it up. Right. Um, you know, again, uh, we don't know. We still, we probably will never know. No. And we can get all excited about this every day, mm -hmm. thinking that we're going to find out something. I'm not that excited about it. Yeah. Even now. Even now, because I know she's going to skate out of this. Yeah. It's going to be fine. She's, I don't know. They're not going to make anything out of it. Are they going to make anything out of it? Well, that's a couple of so. emails. Whatever. Up. She'll claim, well, they weren't classified when I sent them. And it'll be left at that. Yep. Yeah, I think the, the issue here kind of comes down to intent. If people see this as Hillary Clinton set up her mm -hmm. own email uh, server and she sent some emails, and but she just thought it would be easier and set it up on her own and it was not a big deal. If it comes out that she's intentionally lying about things mm -hmm. that were controversial in the news, it's going to be a bigger deal. I, I do think... At that point, at least there'll be a chance. But you're right. Right now, it's just, mm -hmm. did she follow procedures? No. Now she's lying about that. But still, I don't know if that reaches the level that the American people get interested. Again, I, you know, I mean, I, I've completely lost faith in the American people, so that could be part of that. Um, uh, because because once I had once lost uh, uh, respect and faith for most of the American people back in the days when... You know, uh, Mitt Romney lost to Barack Obama on the war on women, like the war on women. How long ago was that? And that was just a few years ago. Can't even and I that. thought, well, here I am. I've settled down. This is where I am. And then the Trump thing happens. So now I've really lost faith in pretty much all of humanity mm -hmm. for all the years to come. <laughs> Welcome to the program. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, this might restore some of your faith. Oh, good. <clears throat> because uh, BuzzFeed. Uh, or Truth Revolt is is wondering if Al Gore is going to run for president, and <clears throat> I'm hoping kind of the answer is yes. Uh, according to BuzzFeed, Al Gore supporters have begun conversations with the former vice president about a possible 2016 run, but in recent days, they're getting the old gang together. According to a senior uh, Democrat, they're figuring out if there's a path financially and politically. Well, of course there's a path. Are you kidding me? It feels more real than it has in past months. So this r rumor that we oh, began yeah. months ago is finally starting to come <laughs> I, to fruition. We began. I like that. They were all like, oh, my God, we're right. And they keep emailing us. It's like, well, oh, he got, hasn't run yet. I uh, got uh, hammered this weekend, man. Yeah. But oh, wow. I, we, I do appreciate that because yeah. uh, it's true. I mean, we, you know, we did talk about it a long time ago, and I do think this is their out. I do think still it's an unlikely scenario, but it's possible. And it comes to... Something like the Hillary thing actually blowing up into a scandal in which she starts losing to Bernie Sanders, not just in one state, but really starts, he starts getting traction or someone else starts getting traction, and they realize that person can't win. You know, if it was, um, if it was Obama versus Clinton versus Edwards and Clinton drops out, that doesn't mean Al Gore is getting in because you still have two candidates at the time who looked like good candidates. Obama was the new guy. John Edwards was, remember, Almost won Iowa. This guy, you know, was going through all that craziness at the time. Almost won Iowa.
Mm -hmm. um, so there's, you know, kind of a, a situation where there was other options. Bernie Sanders is not a legitimate option. He's not. Uh, you can say he is all you want, but they don't consider him a legitimate option. Martin O'Malley. Uh, Martin O'Malley is just not, not catching fire. Although, if O'Malley was in the Sanders position, it's possible yeah. they might actually look at him as a legitimate option. Sanders is not. He's ridiculous. I don't know if you know. I'm breaking news to you. I'm sorry. I, didn't, I should have let you down easy. He's not looking that good. Uh, he's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so Bernie Sanders is not a good candidate. It didn't help that much. If, <laughs> really? Yeah. Because I thought I, I, really I slowed down that, that process. No, um, not but enough. Al Gore is a guy who can walk right in. He doesn't have to do any legwork. The campaigns mm -hmm. will all be built. He's already got activist campaigns all over the world yeah. yep. um, for the climate stuff that are already yeah. set up, already has all those <laughs> networks, already has the money. He's got an entire, he's basically built a presidential campaign over the past 15 years without actually campaigning. Uh, yeah. So he's got that. And then, uh, you know, he's got all the stuff from Hillary and Obama that would pour into this. Uh, you know, I think it could happen. I, you, think about, you think about who's l legitimate. I mean, the Democrat operatives are looking at Hillary right now. She's immersed, enmeshed in this they're scandal. They're really scared. They're, they're worried about this they're email right. thing. <clears throat> Is anything going to come out of come out of it? They don't know. She's a terrible candidate. They might be uh, worried about a total collapse of her campaign, and maybe she even has to drop out. Um, if there's criminal charges uh, launched against her, uh, that's not going to help her campaign at all, and they know that. Then you've got Biden, who's a, an absolute buffoon. You've got Bernie Sanders, who is a socialist. I, of course you're thinking Al Gore. Yeah, of course you're thinking Al Gore is the only one. And it's interesting because Gore's inner circle are pouring what, what's being described as pouring lukewarm water on it. They're not pouring cold water on it. They're like, oh, come yeah, he'd be you awesome now. I you mean, people. but come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, would he be a great you bet? It'd be the perfect time for right. him to run and stuff. But um, there is no plans at this second for that kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, again, this is all dependent on Hillary <laughs> collapsing. And that's a big if. You know, as, far, as, as bad as a candidate as she is, she, I, I was reading something fairly recently that called her in the, in the best position of any candidate in 50 years. Wow. I mean, if you think about it, it's true. She's basically running unopposed. Now, the fact that she's losing to unopposed in certain states is really bad. But who's running against her? Bernie Sanders is not a serious mm -hmm. candidate. Martin O'Malley, Lincoln Chafee, Jim Webb, these are, these are jokes. Mm -hmm. These are jokes when it comes to actually running and winning the presidency. She's the only legitimate candidate running in the Democrat Party. The only others, the only others are Al Gore and Richard Gephardt. Well, Richard no, Gephardt just are steps in and he wins. I mean, I think steps in and it's over. Forget it. You by, know. by the way, despite all the uh, despite all the guessing uh, and speculation, Al Gore 150 to one to become president. 150 to one. It's pretty good odds. Right now? I mean, I'd grab that. I think if I, I was a betting too. guy. Do you I, want to go through some I'd of these? It's kind of interesting. Okay, we haven't I think done this I would. That's a good bet right now. Who's the longest shot of long shots? Uh, in all of the Democrat Party? <laughs> in, in all of the entire field, Republican and Democrat. There's two that are worse than everyone else. See if you can name them. I think you'd probably be able to get them. Lindsey Graham. Oh, Lindsey Graham. No, Lindsey no. Graham actually only 200 to 1. 200 to 1. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim, uh, all right, Jim, wait, wait, wait. George Pataki. George Pataki, 500 to 1. 500 to yes. 1. Jim Crestmoreland. Uh, just, yeah. Jim Gil Crestmoreland. Crestmoreland. He might not be on the list. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's true. That's a, that's a pretty on long so shot, long, then. they're not even going to put him on. Yeah, he's not even listed. Wow. <laughs> See, you're right. He actually is the, is the worst. Wow. wow. He's actually in the debates and is not listed as a candidate. Look at the gambling sites. That's pretty bad. So you got uh, George Pataki and Lincoln Chafee at 500 oh, to 1. Yeah. Bobby Jindal at 250 to 1. Rick Santorum and Rick Perry and Lindsey Graham at 200 to 1. Mm. Wow. wow. I mean, is that it's unbelievable. Mm. Bobby Jindal and Rick Perry at 200 to 1. Lindsey Graham, 200 to 1. Jim Webb, 200 to 1. Michael Bloomberg, in case he ever were to run, 150 to 1. Al Gore, 150 to 1. Martin O'Malley, 100 to 1. Rand Paul, 75 to 1 now. I mean, what a fall. He was one of the wow. favorites at yeah. one point. Mike Huckabee, Goodness. 75 to 1. Elizabeth Warren, still 75 to 1. Elizabeth could step in, too. You still might have some underwear you're yeah, going on. If the Al Gore yeah, thing, the Al Gore thing is a better option for the Democrats, but Much. if everything were to come, to, if Hillary fails, you could see Elizabeth jumping yeah. in as well. Yeah. Uh, maybe both of them, honestly. Uh, Carly Fiorina, 50 to 1. That's way up. I mean, she was much Boy, no worse kidding. than that before. Ted Cruz, 40 to 1. Again, that's still. Wow. Chris Christie, 40 to 1. Ben Carson, 30 to 1. John Kasich, 25 to 1. Scott. John Kasich is what? Yeah, they is, love. Come on, I think better people, than Ted Cruz. People were oddly impressed by him come at the debate, and I think that on. was just home field advantage. Yeah, that's uh, sure. but I don't think that's he is. ridiculous. Um, Scott Walker, fifteen to one. Joe Biden, fifteen to one, and he's not even in the race. Donald Trump, fifteen to one. If I were a way to wow. take a reverse bet on that one, I would be making it today. Uh, Bernie Sanders, fifteen to one. Marco Rubio, twelve to one. Jeb Bush, six to one. Hillary Clinton. 1.4 to 1. They still consider her to what? be the over... Well, because she's basically automatically the Democratic nominee. Mm -hmm. And I think there's... You know, the Republican field is longer odds because there's so many options over there. They're essentially telling you she's winning the Republican nominee. Or the Democrat. Or excuse me, the Democratic nominee. The, the Republican could still go a million different ways. But they still think uh, Jeb Bush is the overwhelming favorite. Now, when it comes to name recognition, it's so high. He, with the exception of Donald Trump, he wins that. He still has... He, with the exception of Donald Trump, he wins the money, too. And I don't think anyone really considers Donald Trump to be a legitimate candidate. People like to say now that, you know, he might win, he might win, but put your money where your mouth is. If people mm -hmm. were putting their money where their mouth is, he would not be at 15 to 1. He's tied with a guy, Joe Biden, who's not even in the race. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, Biden is still deciding. <laughs> see, I, I rhymed it. I rhymed it. That's what I did. You see what I did there? Biden is still deciding. Are you riding with Biden? Well, he's still deciding, and maybe you are too. Um, he said, I, I guess his people are saying you can always raise a little more money, you can always recruit a little more volunteers, but you can't put days back on the calendar. You can't just throw together a national campaign on the fly. It takes a while. So that means they're working on it. They're working on it. I mean, I, I keep hearing that certain factions of his advisors are saying, yep, it's a go. It looks more likely than ever. And others who are saying, yeah, I don't think he's going to run. Are you still hearing that in both those sides of that, too? Yeah, it does seem that way. Um, Biden, I think, I think he's just going to make it. I think because of what he's gone through recently, he's just putting this decision off. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, honestly, it's probably a smart thing to do. There's no reason for him to. He doesn't need to jump in right now. He's still got plenty of time before the actual elections happen. Mm -hmm. You know, you can wait another month. The, uh, the rumor I had heard is by the end of September, he's going to actually announce whether he's in or not. But, you know, it all, I think a lot of it depends on Hillary. I mean, if she looks like she's a shoo-in and a juggernaut and, and just doing a great job, I don't think any of these people are going to jump in. If she looks susceptible to losing or has fallen off more than she is now, I think, I think people like Biden might say, you know what, screw it. Biden might do it anyway. Biden's the only one in position to do it whether she 
fails or not because he's a vice president. He's a sitting vice president. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone, I think, understands if he jumps in, especially with what's happened to with his son, where his son was begging him to run and then mm -hmm. passes away. Like, I don't think even if he were to jump in and get destroyed, I don't think anyone would think any less of the guy. I mean, like, he's just, you know, he's in a position where he runs, he runs. It's, you know, I don't think he's going to get blamed for it. Where people like Al Gore, I think, would have real, you know, heat from uh, friends if he were to jump in when Hillary looks strong. Yeah. Why screw up our nice little coronation? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why we, were, why we presumed he wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think he that. will unless yeah. she collapses. Yeah. What she might do, she's terrible. She's actually terrible. She is, and she's got this email thing going. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Right now, you can get a seventy-two hour kit, seventy-two hours of emergency food supply for ten dollars from my patron supply. Uh, it's an incredible deal, and it's only available if you call eight hundred four seven eight eighty sixty one right now. My patron supply can only bring back this incredible price for a really short time. I mean, I don't know how they're doing it for a short time. And if you call in the next 12 hours, they're even sweeten the deal by throwing in free shipping, too. Shipping and handling, mm. by the way. Yeah. Stu gets started on that. Yeah, I don't. That's it's you that does that. <laughs> oh, Get your 72-hour kit. Uh, it's the first step into you know legitimate preparedness for you and your family. Mm -hmm. It's only 10 bucks. The shipping's free. Why not? What about the handling? Today? What about the handling? 800-478-8080. The announcer said it was shipping and handling. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. 800-478-8061. 800-478-8061. Call now. It's My Patriot Supply. It's not just food. Mm -mm. It's freedom. It is. Free handling. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Good morning. Uh, welcome to the program. <laughs> it's Pat Stewart, triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Chris Cuomo had another wonderful moment uh, over the weekend. Yeah, guy's fantastic. I mean, let's just let's just call a spade a spade. Let's just pay credit where credit is due. Chris Cuomo is awesome. <laughs> Am I right? Mm -hmm. I mean, take a look at this. Uh, this. Interesting question from him when they've presented the truth about ISIS and how they operate. And so that you've seen a film of a woman who is telling her story, her true story of what ISIS did to her. And then here's the question that Chris Cuomo asks. Have he had a bomb in my 
Let's finish this part of the discussion on a point that uh, you feel often needs to be made. Yeah, this right. feeds the impression that these Muslims are animals, savages, and their faith makes them that way. Uh, and it feeds an impression of what Islam is. What is your response to that? Stop right there for a second. Can we stop right there for a sec? What should the answer be? Um, I don't give a rat's ass, Chris, what impression that <laughs> feeds. You. We're talking about the truth here, okay? Truth is what it is. As a, an old program director of mine says, dude, it just is what it is. Chris, it just is what it is, okay? I mean, what am, what am I supposed to do about that? If the guy, if, the, if it, you're obviously the one calling him an animal, he is a freaking animal. Now, that doesn't mean all Muslims are animals. This particular guy and people who act this way are animals. Okay, yeah. they're savages. They are awful. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems like the thing that's actually feeding the impression uh, would be all the raping. Yeah, yeah. All that. Uh, yeah, if you didn't do the raping, raping part, you might not come to the animal conclusion. Yeah, less, right? less raping is going to lead people to have that yeah. impression less. Yeah. Um, and and yes, the praying know. before and after the raping might also create an impression that it's not about Islam. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I just don't understand that mentality. What do you want me to say about that? It's, it's the truth. Am I supposed to? We're, we're supposed to not tell the story? Are we supposed to sugarcoat the story and say, gosh, something um, not so wonderful happened to this girl? We're not going to tell you any of the, any of the details because you might get the wrong impression about Islam if, if we did. Oh, yeah. well, what are you supposed to do? Well, they put, they put things about the Tea Party that they don't like and let everyone draw whatever conclusion they want. Uh -huh. they'll, they'll, make, they'll have someone say something that hasn't raped anybody or killed anybody, but they take one comment from a Facebook page right. to create an impression that Tea Party members are, are crazy. I'll give you another example. There's this big story that's going around now saying, um, uh, it's okay to drink soda, says study funded by Coca-Cola. And it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. I, would I absolutely love the media to apply the same sense of skepticism to something released by the Sierra Club mm -hmm. or, or uh, the World Wildlife <laughs> Foundation or the, EPA. or the EPA or any one of these environmental yeah. groups that Al release Gore. stuff all the time that is just trotted out there as if it's fact with absolutely no bias whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But when Coca-Cola decides to fund a study that says exercise more, which is what the study said, you can drink soda if you exercise more. Well, that's preposterous. That's preposterous. How dare they? They're evil. Those bastards giving us those sweet, delicious treats. <laughs> by the way, this uh, sponsor, uh, this segment brought to you by Coca-Cola. I'm drinking it, but it's not actually brought to you by them. Yeah, not actually. Well, I mean, and technically, I am hydrated because of it. So in some mm. ways, this segment is brought to you by Coca-Cola. Uh, mm. But the point here is there's no skepticism. You can tell the, the things that the media believes. Mm -hmm. they, don't they don't like big corporations, so Coke is an enemy, and we point that out. We do like the Sierra Club because we think the liberal position is right on the issue, so we're not going to point it out. It's the same thing here. We don't like the idea that you're getting a bad impression of Muslims, so we are going to point it out. We do like the idea that you're getting a negative impression of the Tea Party, so we don't point it out. Mm -hmm. It's all about their bias. It's been shown over and over again. Studies and studies. We've done it on the show a million times. It's probably mm -hmm. never going to end, mm -hmm. but it is there, and it needs to be called out. Uh, let's take a look at her answer, see what she had to say about it. Uh, this is uh, Islamism at work. We've talked a lot about this on this show. Islamism is totalitarianism. 
sometimes that's hard to understand. Totalitarianism means absolute domination of the self. These Islamists are dominating to extinction girls and women. It's very calculated. Number one, it destroys the individual. That's a lady uh, that has uh, fortunately survived. Mm. Others will die in the process of sepsis or bleeding or hemorrhage. An entire people is being emasculated. They're being separated from their men and, mm -hmm. uh, for, and women and girls are, are lost forever. Sixty percent of Yazidis are abducted uh, and remain in disappearance. Can we hold on this wow. for a sec? Can, can you go back to that? Can you go back to the tight shot of uh, the very end of this, of this clip? Not us, but the, the clip. That, the, mm -hmm. Can we go back to I that? I think it takes them a moment. You yeah. may need to. Maybe. Uh, are we really, are we re do we really have this kind of ADD? that when you've got a story like ISIS using sex slavery as recruitment tool, you also, underneath, must show the temperature in Boston, New York, and Philadelphia? <laughs> Do we, can we really not pay attention to ISIS using sex slavery oh, a as a recruitment tool? We got, well, what's the temperature in Boston right now? I really have to know. What the hell is the temperature in New York? That's a great point. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The answer is absolutely yes. yes. Right. I guess it uh, is. Yes. I guess it is. I mean, I, I, people now, because I've man. done this, and you may be doing this right now, I do it all the time, I realize, that I watch TV while on the computer. Like, I'm just sitting yeah, here, and yeah, I'm like, I do, sometimes, I do that all the sometimes time. it adds to the experience where you're Googling things that are going on in the show or whatever. Yeah. A lot of times, though, you're just scrolling through nonsensical BS while <laughs> watching a show that you actually want to watch. Yeah. It's weird. We are, we are really at that point as far we as ADD goes. I mean, I mean, really? The sex slavery recruitment tool is not enough to hold your attention? Well, it is, but I mean, I'm, I'd I'm, like to know how warm it is outside. But I also have to know if it's 85 or 87 outside. <laughs> i got to know. That's a great point. <laughs> Come on. It's unbelievable. Uh, also, this is kind of interesting because uh, Hillary, over the weekend, we were talking about her a minute ago in this whole email scandal. It's She is so nonchalant about it. She even joked about deleting all her emails in an interesting kind of way. She's talking about Snapchat. Watch this. Well, by the way, you may have seen that I recently launched a Snapchat account. She seems really She is so bad. Oh, gosh, she's terrible. I love it. I, I love, love it. it. I love it. Those messages disappear all by themselves. Oh, I mean, that's funny. That's funny because she had to delete her own messages before. <laughs> she doesn't have to do that with Snapchat. Do you, get, do you get it? I get it. Yeah, because she had to deliberately delete all those emails. I love it. You can, you I know, she, love it. She does. She's so bad at delivering. Oh materials. my god. She does this thing with her head. I don't know if you noticed it. This. This. <laughs> Snapchat. It's like a bobblehead thing. Yeah, she, she, when yeah. she knows she's delivering a line that she thinks is wonderful, she gets into it and <laughs> yeah, she, she does, does that same thing often. We look for examples of that. Because she I got, well, I, I, I love that Snapchat. They deliver it. All. Like, watch it. Watch this again. <laughs> watch the bobblehead effect. Snapchat. <laughs> By the way, uh -huh. you may have seen that I recently launched a Snapchat account. There it is. A little bit there. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. A little bit there. And then, uh -huh. I love it. I love, I love it. it. I love it. Here it comes. Those messages disappear all by themselves. It's a bobblehead deal. She does that. That's it. That's interesting. She's so bad. If this was our candidate, I would be so angry at how awful they were. I know. Well, fortunately, we have Trump. Yeah, right. I mean, right. But I will say the one thing Trump right. does well is 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 kind of present 
goofy material. Like, he's actually pretty good. I mean, he's, he's yeah. an entertainer. I mean, so when he comes out and he says, you know, things that he's, when he's trying to be funny, he is more natural than a politician. Mm -hmm. uh, she, however, Bad. is not. Well, you see, Trump is, uh, is not natural is when he's trying to talk intelligently about an issue. Uh, <laughs> I love the idea that, uh, oh, he finally released his policy paper on the border, which was amazing. He couldn't come up with any of these details in the past thousand interviews on the topic. But this is his policy paper. Surely he didn't farm this one out to any, some wonk and pay him $50,000 to produce a policy paper on the topic. These are his ideas. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh clearly. Of course they are. Course, now, every politician does that to some, at some level. But the idea that all of a sudden now he's serious on the issue, mm -hmm. he's the same guy. Mm -hmm. He's the same guy. Uh, he just says what he says, and that's fine. Um, I just wish it wasn't, you know, I wish it was, I honestly wish it was happening in the Democratic Party. How, how much would we love this? If Donald Trump was running as a Democrat and beating someone like Hillary Clinton right oh, now, we'd all be, be celebrating awesome. it and mocking them incessantly. Awesome. Instead, we're just all celebrating it. Hey, he's running on our side. Great. <laughs> we'll tell you about that policy paper coming up on Patents too. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. That's a good tie-in. Yeah. Because that's, so. that's what yeah. we're going to be talking about. Yeah, it's so, so kind of set up what we're going to talk about after the commercials. So I thought it actually did that we're going to talk about it some more, you know, when we come back. Triple eight seven two seven back is Pat Stu, and uh, we're having so much fun to start the <laughs> We are. <laughs> really glad you are here with us. We Thank really, you. Really, really are. Thank you, because I'm happy um, to be here. Are, are you happy? Yeah. Me too. Mm -hmm. Stu? Oh, thrilled. Oh, my gosh, thrilled. yes. That's oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. um, here's the new Donald Trump immigration policy paper that we talked about. Now, Ann Coulter has called this plan, quote, <laughs> the greatest political document since the Magna Carta. Now, keep in mind, that was 1217, 1211, the, the Magna Carta. So the U.S. Constitution was written between <laughs> the Magna Carta and this policy document from Donald Trump. In between that, about here, was the U.S. Constitution. I guess the Trump policy trumps the U.S. Constitution. Of course it does. And he does the biggest, so, biggest and best. Uh, I think that's, he's, I that's think, pretty great. I think it's a pretty great document. I would not you know? be surprised to see Trump trashing Ann Coulter on Twitter today saying, how dare you say the Magna Carta is better? <laughs> yeah, really? Uh, <laughs> how dare you not say this is the greatest in the history of mankind? Uh, by the way, my, my belief, Jeez, it's not really a belief, but my, my conspiracy theory of the day is that Ann Coulter actually wrote it. It's, Love it. It's exactly what she's been describing in her book and everything mm -hmm. else. It's, yeah. it's the exact policy. Of course she likes it. She probably wrote it. If she didn't she write it, it was heavily influenced by her, which is right. there's nothing wrong with that but it, uh it's uh it's kind of interesting uh they are obviously aligned pretty closely and she's been defending him um quite a lot she gets into these uh, ann coulter get, you know she's obviously very smart we've had her on the show many times and she gets into these sort of like um uh, she really gets defend she defends strongly certain people that she likes sometimes too strongly like yeah. chris christie chris christie mitch mcconnell was another mitch big mcconnell one. she's geez. really really liked a lot donald um, trump uh you know in fact she said this was so good and this is based sort of on, I think, his donations to Planned Parenthood that have been uh, that have come out that he maybe uh, has donated money fairly recently to Planned Parenthood. She actually said this was so good, she doesn't care if Trump wants to perform abortions in the White House after his immigration policy paper. 
So he could perform abortions in the White House and she wouldn't care. That's how good this policy is. Okay? So let's get to the policy, shall we? Uh, yeah, because it's that good. Because it's that good. Mm -hmm. I mean, Donald Trump could be putting on gloves right now. Well, not now because he's not in the White House yet. Mm -hmm. But if he got to the White House, be snapping on the gloves, the surgical gloves, and reaching up somewhere to pull a baby out. By the way. Kill it. She I, wouldn't care. It's unfair to hold in Coulter to the exact comment. Like, obviously, she's making a point that it's a really good policy paper. And I hate when people do this to us and say, hey, oh, right. you, know, you make some statement to kind of make a point and you, you hold them to the exact, you know, uh, you know, she's making a point in a Ann Coulter-ish way to say the policy paper is really good. That's what she's saying. Uh, and she's also saying it's my highest priority agenda item, immigration. But in reality, if we want to just play the game for a second, I actually would say the opposite. I don't care. If you could end abortion in this country, you can open up the borders completely. I don't, you could get all the border agents to retire and go home mm -hmm. and let anyone they want to come over that border. It's actually the exact opposite for me. Yeah. Uh, you could raise the taxes to 80%. Like, you could do all of these things that we fight so hard about. How is not defending 55 million murdered infants mm -hmm. not higher priority than anything? It's always the highest priority. doesn't mean you're ever going to get anything done with it, but it is the highest priority item. I would trade almost any policy outcome that we talk about on this, uh, on this show for that. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. But here's his policy. Okay? This right, is the yeah, one sir. so Sorry. good. Yeah. This is, is better. Well, it's better than the U.S. Constitution. It's better than anything since the Magna Carta. Uh, number one, nation without borders is not a nation. There must be a wall across the southern border. Okay. That's, I mean, that's, that's fine. Uh, fine. Whatever. Put a wall. It, there's not going to be a wall. I guarantee you there will never be a wall between us and Mexico. There may be a fence at some point. There will not be a wall. Um, yeah, and, and uh, you know, there will be a... Um, there will be a... There will be ways to address it. Like, you might have people in an area. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. might have uh, drones that some of the other candidates say mm -hmm. drones or other uh, electronic surveillance equipment. Uh, the idea that you're going to have an actual wall is, I think, pro improbable, uh, at least in most in, in a, many areas. It's almost impossible. Also, you know, one of the things they talk about, too, is a lot of private land. People have own the land that butts up against yeah. the border, and you have to go into their private land to build for things. For a fence, it costs about a million dollars a mile or more. I don't, under so, I, I don't even understand how you know, it's possible. But. For a wall, it would. who knows what that would cost? The other That's thing, too, though, is that borders all wall. across the world are borders without fences. Like Borders don't mean fences. They don't mean walls. That's not what they mean. So when he says a nation without borders is not a nation, well, then almost every nation on Earth is not a nation. Nations don't have border. They don't have fences around all their. Every European country, for example, is not mm -hmm. a nation. Most African nations are not a nation. There's very few separations of walls or fences, and that's largely because of a very specific thing going on, where you have two countries butted up against <coughs> each other. One of them has embraced the U.S. Constitution; the other has not. So one country is way better than the other, and people from Mexico constantly going to come in here. Mm -hmm. But the large, largely, it's not like Zaire. Uh, or Zimbabwe is uh, surrounded by a fence 
it's not. It's still a nation. Well, because yeah, there's Again, not as many people clamoring, perhaps, to exactly. get into Zaire. Right. Right now, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Though it's like you, what the, the text of it is Congo, a nation. Though, is the Congo, man, you, they can't get a wall up fast enough for they the should people actually, they want, actually, by the desperately way, wanting to get into the, the Congo. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're oh my invaders. gosh, they should actually should build walls <laughs> they there. They probably should. <laughs> okay. Uh, number two, a nation without laws is not a nation. Laws passed in accordance with our constitutional system of government must be enforced. True. I like again, that. We all, but again, let's look at this in a slightly different way in that who, what other candidates have disagreed with any of these statements? Like, what is he <laughs> Not doing? Not on the guinea of them. So far, everyone would say there should be a wall against the southern border. Mm -hmm. They might disagree on how it's built. Uh, they might disagree on uh, what that actually means. Yeah. Uh, so you're right. Yeah. Like, but, but is Ted Cruz going to take the border seriously and want some yes. sort of barrier? The answer to that yes. would be yes. He although, is. would he, you know... You could maybe wiggle a little bit in that one. A nation without laws, I mean, certainly Ted Cruz is highly, you know, I think every single candidate, including the ones that we see as weak on mm -hmm. the border, would agree with the second yes. statement. Yes, yes. And number three, a nation that does not serve its own citizens is not a nation. Any immigration plan must improve jobs, wages, and security for all Americans. Uh, again, it's another thing all candidates are going to agree. It's sort of a generalized, kind of doesn't mean anything statement. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you want that to be true, um, although anyone who is for uh, immigration, people to become citizens could argue the same thing has happened because now they're citizens and they would also need to be helped. So, I mean, it's kind of a meaningless statement, I feel like. Uh, a lot of people use it on the border, um, but I, I don't know that that actually means anything. By the way, he's not the only one guilty of that. I think almost everybody does that. Yeah. His plan would deny citizenship to the babies of immigrants living in the U.S. illegally. Now, I like that. That's a big that's one. A and first, that, that's a separation point. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. the first point of separation, I think, between him and maybe some of the others. Yeah, I don't um, know who. I, I don't I, know if anybody else is saying, okay, I, I'm going to stop this nonsense of you're automatically a U.S. citizen if you're born here. If you're born here to illegal aliens, you're not a citizen. Mm -hmm. And the 14th Amendment does not, it's being misread to the point where now we've got so many citizens that shouldn't be here. And that we can't separate from their families now, that we've created this unbelievably stupid situation for ourselves. It, it doesn't make any sense. Then he described his expanded vision of how to secure American borders during a wide-ranging inter, uh, interview on Meet the Press. He'd push to end the constitutionally protected citizenship rights of children of any family living illegally inside the U.S. And I think that includes the DREAM Act. And uh, Chuck Todd was jumping all over him on that. You'd end the Dream Act. You'd end the Dream Act. You'd end the Dream Act. Yes. Yeah. I'd end the Dream Act. Yeah. I would. I'd end the Dream Act. Then I don't know. You get that? I'd end the Dream Act. There are a couple of Which candidates who support the Dream Act. At least in the past, Carly Fiorina <coughs> has been has done that. Um, <laughs> yeah. She <clears throat> she was good on pretty much every other portion of. The immigration situation, but not the DREAM Act. Yep. Uh, Jeb Bush, I believe, uh, supports the DREAM Act, at least in some form. There's a few candidates. So that one mm -hmm. is puts him sort of to the right. Um, I, I haven't seen anything about him talking about pathway to citizenship or anything in here um, uh, yet. Um, it seems like he's kind of doing the same thing of, like, we're going to focus on border security, which is, you know, does. Even Rubio said that. Right. Yes. Um, and Rubio's got the guy who's, you know, the devil on immigration right. reform. And even he said that. Right. Now, here's uh, another great Trump quote. They have to go, he said, adding, what they're doing, they're having a baby. And then all of a sudden, 
nobody knows. The baby's here. Wow. So you don't think, I, I just want to make sure I understand, you think he may not have written this, uh, this immigration policy paper? That's what I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. But he did Detect. write this. Okay, well, yeah. he didn't write it, he said it. They have to go. What they're doing, they're having a baby. And then all of a sudden, nobody knows. The baby's here. I mean, it's a timeline. <laughs> right, because they're having the baby, and then people don't know, and then the baby's here. <laughs> so you have all three of those things happening. And you think he nailed it. It's, it's right. I love this. He's so inarticulate. He's so bad. How do you listen to this buffoon and say, yep, that's my guy? What do you do it? Uh, How do you do it? Now Mexico is. I'm sorry, I can't take it. No, I know. I just can't take it. I can't take it. I've snapped. Believe me, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've I've actually gone. Let's be honest about it. I've gone past the snapping, and I'm now to the I've given up on America thing, (laughs) which is something that I do. It's uh, fair though. Quarterly. It's fair. Ish, uh, and I'm there. And uh, it's totally fair on this. Yeah. Now it's only been a month, as I pointed out on uh, Twitter at World of Stew. If you happen to follow there, that it's only been a month of this. We've only had Donald Trump cleared 10 percent in the polls. It seems like 12 years. Seems like 12 years, or maybe 7,000 years, Mm -hmm. or maybe 100,000 years. Um, but, you know, look, it's only been a month. These things happen all the time. You know, Michelle Bachman, we can go through the whole list again. Michelle Bachman led the polls, which obviously would have been much better, by the way, than Donald Trump. Oh, my gosh. Kidding um, me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, he, again, he, Mexico's going to pay for this wall, even though they say they won't. And here's how he's going to force them to. Right. He's going to impound all remittance payments derived from illegal wages. Now, okay. So he's going to impound all wages. How do you do that? Well, only only illegal payments. Uh, only illegal only remittance wages. payments of illegal wages. Right. Which, of course, he's going to know through the system the, of wishing hard to know no, which payments. No, you put someone in charge of that and tell them to get it done. <laughs> that's I don't always, know why you, that's know why you thing, think it's so it? hard to figure right. out. The that's a good with, point. The issue with Jeffy, Jeffy. on this issue is he's considerably deeper. Than Donald, than Donald Trump. Because you at least thought of something, somebody in a process for it, that it could happen. Yeah, it could. Um, no, I mean, so think of, so what happens is you have people who are working here illegally. Mm-hmm. They make money. They make cash typically, right? right. Usually you're getting paid under the table if you're an illegal yeah. immigrant. You yeah. take that money and then you send it to uh, your relatives who so are living in So would he confiscate all money going through Western Union back to Mexico? Is that what he's talking about? I would, would love to see that? the process of this because I would it would be interesting. Another thing, too, is you have international is banks. Is it legal? Like, for example, my relative could have an ATM card that goes to a bank that's also in Mexico. Right. I mm-hmm. would deposit into my account here. They would withdraw it there. Mm-hmm. How exactly? What's I don't the, know. You're, so you're, I and don't and know. by the way, we're all comfortable. I want to make sure I understand. We're all comfortable with the government having access to every Western Union transaction that goes uh, from one country to another. We're, all, we, we're comfortable with them looking at all of those. And then right? we need to double-check uh, any uh, U.S. Postal Service mail uh, being right, sent Right, because another way you can do it with mail. So all we're comfortable with before we, going before through we. all the mail uh, that could have that's We're comfortable right. with that, too. Totally comfortable. Okay, and I just want to make sure I understand, because obviously, you know, with, with, with certain policies come uh, consequences. I want to make sure we all understand right. the consequences of right. that. Right, and then, of course, he's going to attach fees to virtually everything in, uh, that has anything to do with Mexico. Um, and tariffs, which and again tariffs. works so Fees well, because conservatives and economic conservatives love tariffs because they're so positive for free yeah. trade. Ronald Reagan, yeah. huge tariff guy, <laughs> big amazing. time, loved the tariffs, hated free trade, loved tariffs. That's why this guy is the new Ronald Reagan. <laughs> he Back really is.
Well, let me just say, they have to go, Stu. Who? Uh, they. Okay. They have to go. Well, why? What they're doing. What they're doing is. They're having a baby. They're having a baby. Okay. All right. And, and then all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Nobody knows. No, nobody knows what? The baby's here. <laughs> okay. So, what's your plan? Well, my plan what's is the Great plan? Wall of China. Okay. Okay. I want you to <laughs> think about that. the Great Wall of China? It's, it's old. It's okay. <laughs> an old, but it's like 30,000 miles. Man, we're not talking and about the Great Wall of China anymore. That was a big thing. This isn't a big thing. <laughs> so we'll get that done. That's 13,000 miles, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 13,000 oh, 13, right. miles. Because um, it circles China. Oh, yeah? Like the circumference oh, really? of China. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So it's big. So there you go. It's big. So there you it's go. It's the only wall you can see from Neptune. <laughs> really? Yeah, if you're How standing you know? on the surface of Neptune, is which is hard to do, but Neptune? no. Okay. But if you could, okay. if it was a, like a rock surface. Right, but it's not. Then you could stand on Neptune, but it's not. But if you could, you'd see the Great Wall from there. Why is this over yet? Why I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but there's more patents, too. A month is too uh, long, Pat. Inevitable. A month is too long. Too long. Too long for this guy to be on top. Well, maybe he'll uh, get stuck on jury duty for a long time. I should be clear. He was not on top for a He just cleared 10%. That's true. But let me tell you this. They have to go. You know what they're doing? Yeah. They're, they're having, having a baby. baby. Having a baby. Yeah. What a lovely... Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, the Blaze talking about this scathing statement from Fox. Although I don't, I don't know that I'd call it scathing. It's uh, it's a statement from Fox News because Trump is insinuating or maybe stating outright that Megyn Kelly is going on vacation because of him. Right. That she got essentially suspended. Yep. Um, you know because of the interaction, which I don't believe. Um, but she, she did announce the vacation afterwards, so that's right. why people believe that. Right. Here's what uh, Fox says about the conspiracy theories about Megyn Kelly's vacation. Rank up there with UFOs, the moon landing, and Elvis being alive. Megyn is on a pre-planned annual summer vacation with her family, which is much deserved. Mm -hmm. To imply otherwise, as Donald Trump and his campaign operatives have, is not only wildly, wildly irresponsible, but downright bizarre. Is it? Perhaps Mr. Trump thinks it's advantageous to his poll numbers to keep talking about Megan, but that doesn't change the fact that Roger Ailes has fully supported her and her tough journalistic questioning since day one and is thrilled with the added exposure from the debate, which resulted in even higher ratings of the Kelly file this week. And she goes, they go on to quote the governor of Iowa, who I guess <clears throat> said something about Trump in a negative way and kind of publicized that remark, which people took as uh they want mm. people in iowa to realize that maybe trump mm. isn't kind of a shot across the bow a little bit but it wasn't interesting vicious, though, but uh, on the other hand trump is saying to was it chuck todd he said to somebody ask roger ailes who won that who won that fight yeah See, wow, it, wow. Pretty amazing uh, accusation. Pretty amazing because he's claiming victory over fox and roger ailes which Man, unless you absolutely know you won and you got that admission from him, you better not be messing with that. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Meantime, uh, Tim Tebow actually had a, a decent game yesterday, right? Did you watch the game? I did. Uh, of course. Preseason. Uh, we haven't even talked about the fact that I NFL preseason's here. So beautiful to watch oh on TV. Oh, my gosh. It's so fantastic. 
Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Fantastic. I'm more was, excited about college football. I yes, I am too. I am too. But but this will do for now. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm much more excited about the NFL, as I always am, and very yeah. excited to watch the Eagles. They did win. Sloppy game. It was a first preseason game. Mm-hmm. Um, 36-10. 36-10 they did win. I mean, But it was it really more nothing. the Colts being awful. Like, they turned yeah. the ball over a lot and gave up some special teams points and, and such. They did have the first um, longer extra point, which was weird. I and mean, the Eagles kicker actually missed one. Oh, really? Uh, which was kind of weird because they're doing it now from 32 or 33 yards away. Um, so it's no longer a 17-yard field what? goal. It's wow. now 33 yards. Wow. Really? Yeah, they changed it in the offseason. Wow. Uh, I will say that Tebow looked better than I, I think I remember him looking. His, mm-hmm. you know, he looks uh, – he didn't look great, though. He Some of those issues were not his six fault. Six of 12 for 62 yards yeah. or something. Um, he didn't thank ran Jesus for a touchdown. Anything, did he? What? He didn't thank Jesus or anything, did he? Uh, I did not see him thank Jesus. Okay. He just played the, the game. And, and, and look, he's, I think he's a great teammate. And I think he, he – you know, I, honestly, like looking at him and Matt Barkley is their other choice for the third quarterback, um, the guy from USC from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean – Looking at them both on the field that day, I would say Barkley looked a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tebow does some things that other yeah. guys don't do. So, uh, you know, hey, I, it was, I, the guy deserves another chance. He does. Yeah, no uh, period. It's kind of fun to see him again. Yeah, and he looked, he looked good at times yeah. in the game. Yeah. And uh, some of the issues he had were kind of not his fault. So we'll see how it develops over the next couple of weeks. Back uh, this month, Barack Obama will head to Alaska for his uh, latest fossil fuel burning mm. stop to combat <laughs> the effects of man-made climate change. Thank goodness, because Alaska's almost disappeared. It's almost gone. It's, it's made of it? ice, and now it's melted. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the all the sense. ice melted, and the trees burned up. And uh, yeah, you didn't know about that? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish you'd have told me. Change. A little easier, let me down. Okay. Uh, Alaska's Alaska. not doing well. It burned up now. Oh, no. so. <laughs> I don't think that helped at all. <laughs> it didn't help at <laughs> <Really>? all. <laughs> huh. I thought, I thought it kind of let you down easy there. Uh, but uh, here's, uh, here's Barack Obama going to Alaska. Talking about it. Something. Hi, everybody. Hi, Later everybody. this month, I'm going to Alaska. <laughs> and I'm going because Alaskans are on the front lines of one of the greatest challenges we face this century. Oh, they are. Climate change. change. You see, Mm -hmm. climate change once seemed like a problem for future generations. Mm. But for most Americans, it's already a reality. Deeper droughts, longer wildfire seasons, some of our cities even flood at high tide. In Alaska, glaciers are melting. No. The hunting and fishing upon which generations have depended for their way of life and for their jobs are being threatened. Threatened. Storm surges once held at bay now endanger entire villages. As Alaskan permafrost melts, some homes are even sinking into the ground. The state's God-given natural treasures are all at risk. 
dun, 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 when I'm there, bear, I'll meet with Americans die. who are dealing with climate change every it's day. God. And then I'll talk with other nations about how we can tackle this challenge oh, together. Good. good. I hope good. you'll follow along at whitehouse.gov slash Alaska. Mm. Because what's happening in Alaska isn't just a preview of what will happen to the rest of us if we don't take action. It's our wake-up call. The alarm bells are ringing. Mm -hmm. And as long as I'm president, America will lead the world to meet this threat before it's too late. Damn, I can't wait till you're gone. No, wow. Oh, oh my when you're not no. Gosh, I can't wait till you're gone. Oh, my gosh, I can't wait till he's gone! Oh, I can't. Oh, I can't take it. It's going to be great. And Hillary's going to be fantastic afterwards. <laughs> so. Mm. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, so they will uh, destroy us. They, if it's. If she Man. gets in and continues this garbage of the climate change oh. and the and what? and the garbage of the climate what? change and the wealth redistribution, we're we're done. Oh. We're just done. We can't take four more years of it. We just can't. Not not be anything like who we used to be. We oh, can't. Quite a ways away from that right now. I know we are. I know. But I think a lot of it's reversible if we act right away. But if we go down this road for another four years with Hillary, forget it. Or, heaven forbid, Bernie Sanders. Jeez. I mean, we can't do it. Uh, EPA's Clean Power Plan, which aims to reduce carbon pollution, continues an anti-poverty transfer program to help office at the harm it does to the poor, according to a Wall Street Journal editorial. According to Wall Street Journal, the EPA has stated that they're concerned about low-income communities, and they want to ensure that they benefit from the implementation of their regulations. At the federal level, the EPA is creating a program that gives twice as large a subsidy for renewable and efficiency projects that are built in inner city neighborhoods and disadvantaged rural areas. There will be uh, job retraining for laid off coal miners. Good. Uh, the agency also hmm. plans to install more solar generation on top of or around public housing. So while it will raise their utility bills, at least the poor will get a complimentary uh, photo, photovoltaic voltaic, uh, panel. So they'll mm. get some kind of you know, solar panel out of it, uh, even though their electricity bills have shot through the roof because they promised them skyrocketing bills, right? So this is all good stuff. This is all... Keep well, going with that climate change thing. It's the guy really ran on, going well. The guy ran on making your your uh, electricity bill skyrocket, and he did. we elected him twice. So eh, it's hard to feel bad, yeah, really, it is. isn't it? Uh, yeah. Except for the people who voted against him, I guess. Half the country I feel bad for on that particular one. About half the country I really, really don't feel bad for. Uh, if you put this guy in office, you deserve this. You deserve this. Uh, now, of course, you might have thought at the time, hey, wait a minute, a president can't do that because there's constitutional limitations to him uh, doing that. Uh, of course, that doesn't make a difference. Uh, it doesn't make a difference at all. And that part you can be excused mm -hmm. for a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, in reality, I mean, we all deserve this, right? Uh, this mm -hmm. is the, when you have, a, elections have consequences. The consequences is that you put a guy in that doesn't respect the Constitution and doesn't care about your electricity bills. In fact, he, I shouldn't say he doesn't care. He does care. He just wants them to go up. Mm -hmm. So he's promised that they would go up. He campaigned on them going up, mm -hmm. and he's delivering them going up. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. He's so delivering on many of his promises that he made to us. Uh, so, yeah, we get what we, uh, what we asked for. Meanwhile, California voted to raise taxes on corporations to create green jobs. Here's how it's working out now. 
three years Probably later. Probably really well. Really, that really well. To tell us? That's a that's a that's a good guess. <laughs> that would be my guess. It would that would be, be a really, really, really good guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the state has no comprehensive list to show how much work has been done or how much energy has been saved. <laughs> so you know it's good. So you know, you it's, know it's really, super really good. duper. My guess is, and call me a cynic, uh -huh. but a if cynic. it was working out really well, oh they would gosh. have a list. That's my it. guess. Yeah. If it was working out and they had created 9 billion new jobs, oh, they'd yeah. know exactly how many jobs You know, still a lot of people think like that, but they'd be wrong. Because, I mean, you just look around the state and you'll be able to tell how great it's working out. Well, just look around so the state. So look around the state and you'll see how mm. good it's been. The mm. legislature decided to spend uh, half of the money to fund clean energy projects in schools, promising to generate more than 11,000 jobs a year. Instead, uh, 1,700 jobs have been created in three years. So, so it should be 33,000 right now. It's 1,700. So that's good, right? That's no, no. That's, that's seventeen hundred more jobs than there were before. Right? That's what they would say. Look, we're creating jobs and uh, seventeen hundred jobs. What would have happened if, if a Republican was in control? It would have been negative five million jobs. It's kind of interesting too, because they only had to spend two hundred ninety-seven million dollars to get those seventeen hundred jobs. Is that it? Two hundred ninety-seven million, almost three hundred million dollars. For seventeen hundred, just two hundred and ninety-seven million dollars. You said, yeah, and divide about that by seventeen hundred. Let's see how many that is per job. That's I'll a bet good it's wage. Really, really that's cheap. a pretty good wage. That's really, really. Oh cheap. God, only one hundred seventy-five grand a job. That's pretty good. Wow, that's one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars per job in California. You that's kidding me? Low wages. <laughs> so unbelievable. Bad. I mean, this goes back to the things that you know, the the stimulus and and. Uh, Obamacare falls in this category as well. They're like, well, we've been, we have a low. They've been um, saying, hey, we have a lower uninsured rate than uh, any time. And if you look at history, uh, we do. Well, you took a couple trillion dollars of our money. I kind of would expect you to pay for a couple of checkups mm -hmm. with it. I, <laughs> yes. Like, this is not an impressive thing mm -hmm. that you've done here. When you take trillions of dollars from people, yeah, yes, you're going to be able to do something with it. Is it worth it? It's not just a benefit analysis. It's a cost-benefit analysis. Mm -hmm. Is it worth it what you've done? Yes, you have a couple of people who have insurance. Is the quality of care as good as it was? Is it as good as it would have been? Uh, did you insure enough people? The issue with this plan, we were told initially, it was going to insure everyone. So no one was ever going to have insurance. Well, we still have uh, a significant 30 million people plus who don't have insurance. And we spent a couple trillion dollars... Over 10 years to and do it. And it was supposed to insure everybody. And it was also supposed to, to cost that? less than a trillion. What happened to that? So you, you take your initial cost of uh, less than $900 mm -hmm. billion, make that $2.2 trillion, then you still can't insure everyone. The rates are going through the roof, as we're expecting 20 and 30% raises in some of these markets. People don't like the insurance they're getting. They're not happy with it. People still don't approve of the plan, and you act like it's a success. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It's like, how do you deal with somebody like that? It's not, you're not living in the real world. It's like you're talking to a Trump supporter. Like you can't, there's, no, there's, no, there's no point, there's no policy he could possibly support that would send you off of that trail. Yeah. So what do you do? You just kind of give up and throw your hands up in the air and, and do a Trump-free day. At least that was our philosophy. Well, you can listen to the uh, co-founder of Greenpeace, who uh, uh, now is kind of off the Greenpeace bandwagon. His name is Patrick Moore. And, uh, you know, back in the day, he co-founded co Greenpeace and was all over the environmental movement. 
But now he's talking about some other things like how CO2 is not necessarily a pollutant. If there were no carbon dioxide in the Earth's atmosphere, the Earth would be a dead planet, period. <laughs> Talk about catastrophic climate change. Take away CO2 and you'd have it. And yet the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency has deemed this essential ingredient for life a pollutant. But how can something that makes life possible be bad? That's a great question. It is a great question. I mean, it's possible. I mean, obviously, uh, water makes life possible. But if you, you're under it for a long period of time, it can be bad. And there are yeah, but situations. Water, in and of itself, we're not trying to you're get not, rid of water. Right. And you also right? can't classify uh -huh. water as a pollutant. Right. There are issues, obviously, certain certain things that can be, water can be used in ways that would hurt people. Mm -hmm. um, however, you can't classify water in general as a pollutant. Just no. like, by the way, you can't classify what makes up most of the atmosphere, water vapor, as a pollutant. Now, that's most of the atmosphere, far more than carbon dioxide. But, uh, but Patrick Moore goes on to kind of explain this a little bit more in depth. Mm -hmm. For most of the history of life on Earth, carbon dioxide has been present in the atmosphere at much higher levels than it is today. That's minor. During the Cambrian explosion, when multicellular life first came on the scene, CO2 levels were as much as 10 times higher than they are today. From a big picture perspective, mm -hmm. we're actually living in a low carbon dioxide era. The optimum level of CO2 for plant growth, for example, is four to five times what is currently found in our atmosphere. Hmm. That's why greenhouse growers worldwide actually inject additional CO2 into their greenhouses. They want to promote plant growth. <laughs> Likewise, higher CO2 levels in the global atmosphere will boost food and forest productivity. That will come in handy, since by mid-century, we will have to feed 8, eight to, to 10, 10 billion, billion people. people. <laughs> in fact, we're already seeing the positive effects of increased carbon dioxide now. Yes, wow. Satellite measurements have noted the greening of the earth mm -hmm. as crops and forests grow due to our higher levels of CO2. It turns out that carbon <laughs> dioxide are not dirty words after all. They are not. We should celebrate we should CO2 celebrate as the giver of life that it is. I am celebrating it now as the giver of life that it is. Thank you, Patrick. That was a very good presentation on CO2. Really nicely done. It's interesting, done. though. I mean, you can... It is very <laughs> interesting. It's interesting. It, maybe Patrick is not the best uh, deliverer of the information, but... You know, let's not shoot the messenger. Yeah, it's well, good look, information. It's, it is good information, and it's, it's something that would be nice for people to actually understand. And even it the is. UN, by the way, says that it's a net global warming is uh, a net positive until about the year 2070. Right. Um, so we got some. That's time. why I will thank you for not making fun of Patrick and Stu. the way he <laughs> me I didn't talked about the CO2. You're the one mocking CO2. Mm -hmm. The CO2. We are living in a O2 low era. Low now. era, an era of low CO2. This is what we have now. And so I will thank you not to mock him 
Ever Four since weeks. the Cambridge explosion, <laughs> we've known. Stop it. See, I think Cambridge. it's the Cam Cambridge. It's not the Cambridge explosion. What was it? The university didn't blow yeah, up. No. It was what, the what Cambria. Was the Cambria. It was the same thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's where they named the university. For. No, it's yeah, not true. You know, it's as usual. It is lying. too, Stu. Uh, <laughs> Perhaps Jeffy is right. We'll look into it <laughs> and come back after this. This. Bye. Commercial time. Go. Right. Commercial. We are not going to do any more in this segment. We'll do some in the next one. Eat one. <laughs> That has found violent video games may be linked to aggressive behavior. No. <laughs> Stop it. What? When did this? Why? What in the world? Uh, psychologists have confirmed that playing violent video games is linked to aggressive and callous behavior. A review of almost a decade of studies found that exposure to violent video games was a risk factor for increased aggression. But the same team of experts said there was insufficient evidence to conclude that the influence of games such as Call of Duty and Grand Theft led directly, I guess, to criminal acts. So and that seems, you know, it seems to be kind of the way that they've, these studies have landed over the years, where like you, it, it does seem to increase behavior that isn't necessarily good, mm -hmm. uh, but doesn't necessarily increase crime rates or anything. Although, how many of these shooters have we heard from that... They played video games 24 hours a day. They became uh, one, one of the guys. Which one was it? Was it the Sandy Hook shooter who said he just wanted to feel something? Or he wrote that? Mm. Or Yeah, I can't remember. One, of them, one, one yeah. of them said he just wanted to feel. So he went somewhere where that would happen. And then he started killing people. And then he shot himself. And, you know, the thought kind of there is that like a video game, the way to reset is, you know, you get killed. And then, so that's what they're sort of doing. And because they've become so, uh, I guess, desensitized by everything in the video game that they sort of go out and just sort of live it in reality. Hmm. And the whole thing plays out. I'm interested to see the details of this. It's kind of like I don't necessarily know what, how they're quantifying this. But this, what they say is the research demonstrates a consistent relation between the violent video game use and increases in aggressive behavior aggressive cognitions and aggressive effect and decreases pro-social mm. behavior empathy mm. and sensitivity to aggression i would you know expect I, that i kind of would like especially like the stuff like you know like I, you're playing video games for a while you're running over things like I, like i remember the, this is a dumb example but i've used it before like i when i played grand theft audio when it first came out mm-hmm and I played it for a, a lot. Whatever the big one was. The third one? I can't remember. It wasn't the first one. They released a few. No, which is good, though, because Grand Theft Auto and Call of Duty, there's no uh, influence. Uh, there's no, nothing to conclude that the influence of those games uh, led to criminal acts. Right. So, this, I mean, I'm sure they must have sponsored this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but I was, uh, after playing that for a long period of time, I remember driving home afterwards in a regular car. 
-hmm. and just like your mind could picture just like swerving on and knocking down mailboxes. Sure. Sure. You didn't do it though. Right. But like it, it felt different. Like because mm -hmm. in your mind you're replaying these scenes because you were running over hookers for hours. That maybe if there was a hooker there, you'd run over the hooker. No, um, no one luckily, I I lived in an elitist neighborhood where there were very few hookers that I know of, at least. Um, at least the ones that stood on the corner. Anyway, right. They were, they, yeah. You had to actually call people, I think, to get that done. And I have to ask Jeffy how that works. Uh, but it does. There is something that happens. I mean, I, and I see this. This mm -hmm. is not just with video games. I remember watching um, uh, the my lone physical confrontation in my entire life uh, occurred after uh, a screening of the movie Rocky V, right. in which uh, I, I would say mm -hmm. the audience maybe was a little pumped up to get into a, uh, a fight uh, and then mm -hmm. maybe took that out on, on me and my friend. Um, although I, I, I did okay. You know. <laughs> And I wasn't exactly a hero, but I didn't die. I didn't fall down, at least. <laughs> Point being, though, I think that stuff, I think that can happen. Mm -hmm. I know when I was a kid, mm -hmm. I would go and watch the NCAA Final Four, and, man, if I wouldn't be playing basketball the rest of the day, right? Because yes. I want, it inspires that behavior. That's what you yes. do. You watch workout videos because you want to go work out. You, you know, you... You do? Well, people do, not us. But in okay. theory, oh, okay. someone could wa okay. watch a workout. Right. Like, they, they produce pump-up videos at the beginning to at every <laughs> right. freaking football game so you get into it like media yeah. does influence people at some level well it's interesting because hollywood on the one hand has right. banned smoking in movies right haven't they Pretty Pretty much, i mean yeah. you, because that's influencing kids to smoke but on the other hand they tell you oh the violence in the movies that doesn't do anything to right. kids the, the the gun violence is fine the blood and gore is fine but so that means nothing, but somehow the cigarette smoking is going to get picked up by the kids? How does right. that work? Yeah. You can't have it both ways. Right. So I, either it does influence them or it doesn't, which is it? And I, I think I it know. does. The fancy middle ground for me that I actually like, the sweet spot on this particular issue, is that this, these sorts, this sort of information should influence all you parent. You know? Yes. It doesn't mean we go and have right. an all-out ban right. of fancy right. computer boxes. Right. It influences what you allow your kids to do. Now, Jeffy will allow them to do anything. Mm -hmm. Because he's a, a really terrible, mm -hmm. terrible father. Uh, no, he's a great father. But still, mm -hmm. uh, not in reality. Um, but <laughs> I, can't, I can't let that compliment stand. It made me uncomfortable. Um, uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I know as my uh, son is growing up, um, he, you know, he'll watch uh, some TV every once in a while. There's certain shows that we let him watch, certain shows you don't let him watch. Um, but like he, Walking Dead? Walking Dead, yes. Yeah, of, course, uh, of course he you know, watches that. Right. But anything hardcore, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's that's no. wrong. He's only four. He just turned four. So. <laughs> oh, uh, four's plenty old enough for Walking Dead. There's oh, no yeah. question Absolutely. about that. Absolutely. Yeah, no Got to get him prepared. Uh, but like, you know, like even things like Finding Nemo, for example. Uh -huh. is, you know, we've talked about the, the whole Disney and Pixar thing where like, you know, lovable characters die and things that go through. And like, I don't necessarily, like my kid's got to have plenty of time to like mm. movies. I don't need to rush him into it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to, like, it doesn't need to be the thing that I bring him in. Okay, okay, you're going to watch every movie, every Toy Story. I don't need that yet. He's, there's shows that I know are safe that I can use, he can watch. I don't need more entertainment options for a kid who's four. He doesn't know about all the entertainment options. At some point, he's going to want all the entertainment options, just like I did. He's going to be so pissed when he finds out there you're were entertainment lying. options yeah. that you didn't allow him to view. Right. I, oh, my gosh. Why he's going to hate take your guts. Time. Why let them to the, the violent video game? Look, at 18 years old, they're going to be playing violent video games. Okay? Yep. Almost definitely. They're probably going to get there at some point in their lives, especially oh, boy, if they're I boys. You, that, that makes me happy, though. At some point, mm -hmm. 
Stu's kids are going to hate his guts. Oh, they're going to hate oh, his guts. Oh, yeah. believe me. I, I mean, you're you didn't let things. me watch. You know, it happens. Thomas Trust the Train me. Engine, and, and that was out there. Right. They're going to hate his guts. He can watch Thomas the Train. It's pretty, yeah? pretty, yeah, it's pretty okay. common. It's pretty common. Is uh, Ringo Starr still in that? Or, uh, George Carlin. They moved I know George Carlin was George in it at one point. George Carlin was still in it, Gone. We lost him. Yeah, we did lose him. We lost him. We did lose him. If there's, if there's all new episodes of that, are, new are they episodes. really? Okay. <laughs> I haven't watched kids programming I'm not sure for a while. I'm almost positive they're not cranking out through Thomas the Train, but I'm not. I could all right. Be wrong. Yeah, that's a great thing about those shows, by the way, because you come up with five or six seasons of them. You're good. Forever. You don't need to ever oh, yeah. make a new episode. Yeah. Because the kids only watch it for that long anyway. They'll only be True. into it for a couple of years. They watch those episodes. They don't need in the, they don't need new episodes because they don't know about the old episodes. I just heard, though, that Sesame Street's going to HB HBO. Yeah. It's going to 30 Minutes, and it's going to HBO. Really? Yeah, they're the first run. The first, run, yeah. uh, the first run is going to HBO, and then, and then it goes to PBS. That is crazy. That is interesting. By the way, also completely uh, absolves Mitt Romney for his hatred of sure Big does. Bird. Yes, it does. Sure does. Sure does. Mitt Romney hates Big Bird. Shut up. Big Bird's going to go away if Mitt Shut Romney is a actually Big Bird. No. He's one of the Big most Bird's beloved be characters of all time. He's going to be fine. They're, they make they make a fortune. Sesame Street's made a fortune over the years with their with their merchandising. Uh, they're not going to be hurting. We do have Thomas the Tank uh, news though. Uh, Thomas the Tank Engine theme park opens in Massachusetts. Mm. Huh? Just opened. Wow, are they hard up for entertainment in Massachusetts or what? <laughs> wow. Jeez, who's going to that? Oof. Martin O'Malley. <laughs> Waste of money. Um, all right. Uh, constantly checking your mobile phone can also lead to cognitive failures. Not just violent video games, but always checking your cell phone. Here's another thing I really don't do because I, I don't care who's on my cell phone. Uh, but new research has found that most frequent mobile phone and Internet users are the most likely to be distracted, for example, by being prone to missing important appointments and daydreaming while having a conversation. First study of its kind, an academic from, uh, from uh, De Montfort University has found that the more times a person uses the Internet or their mobile phone, the more likely they are to experience cognitive failures. That includes a wide range of blunders. Uh, and a general lack of awareness of a person's surroundings stretches as far as people forgetting why they've just gone from one part of the house to the other, according to Dr. Lee Hadlington. But whether the most uh, digitally active people are more distracted because uh, their excessive online activity makes them jittery or hyperactive, or whether it's the other way around, they don't know. <laughs> okay, what a stupid study that is. But you might have cognitive failures if you check your phone. All the it, time. it may or may not be the cause of it. And it may not, may or not, it may not be. And by, <laughs> that, by the way, that's somebody video stealing games. study money right there. They have to come yeah. out with. They have to study yeah. money has to have something at the end. And so oh, we, we don't know. This is a big Jeffy point for many years. Off. In that grants, mm -hmm. they just give you the free money. Just go do what you want. want. Studies, you actually have to produce a result. So Jeffy always wanted grant money instead. Oh of yeah, saying. you got to get grant money because then it's like, what are you going to do that? Yeah, we're going to do that. Thanks. <laughs> but that shouldn't be a category of things. The government shouldn't be supplying the money and say, hey, people like Jeffy, hey, just can you do that? Yeah, absolutely, we can. We should really get you to try to get one of these grants, one of these. I, I almost did at one time when I talked to, um, who was the congressman from Florida? Because I was talking to him about that on the Bob off the air. Yeah, Congressman Bob. Yeah. And uh, he said, uh, just, uh, Jeff, talk to my people in the office. We'll get the ball rolling for you. <laughs> And I, I've, I should have, because I, I know you can get it. You just have, it's so much paperwork.
The people who do it are the universities because they assign people to fill out all the paperwork and go through all the motions because it takes forever. But once you get the ball in motion, no problem. It's not how fired up he is on that topic. He does. He actually he, is, he really is passionate. He's legitimately passionate about that. I am. Uh, so I'm in the middle of one of those like <laughs> long series of paperwork hells right now. Yeah. Like I, we, I did the um, the training course for the concealed carry license here in Texas, right. which of course isn't. You do that. It's just like you know an eight-hour course or something over right. an entire day, and you go and you shoot at the range and everything, and show that you know how to shoot a gun, um, which is interesting and, and you know kind of a fun thing to do. Yeah. But then when you're done with it, of course, then you take that certificate and mail that in to the state along with some other stuff that you got to do online. And then it's more money. And then there's another turnaround. And then they send it back to you again. you got to do like 10 other things. It's like, this is Texas. The other thing is I, I bought my car from my lease. Now mm-hmm. i got to take that. Like, all right, I bought the car. Mm-hmm. The, the car. The lease is up. Bought the car. All right, fine. It should be easy. I sent them the money. They sent me the title. End of story, right? Right. No, no. I've got to bring it to the office what? Uh, of the uh, tax collector to give them proof of my purchase and to get a check of money that I have already paid to the car leasing company for taxes due to the state, which now I have to take a physical check to the state to pay. And if I don't, do it in enough time, then I have to pay fees on top of that, which I'm responsible That's for. That's outrageous. Then I have to get like, all this stuff notarized to bring over. To, it's like, oh, I purchased something. Why do they have to be in my business for a car that I purchased? That's outrageous. It might, shouldn't that just be mm-hmm. my deal with, why do I even have to have this stupid thing registered with the damn government? Why, like, I bought a car from a place. I bought something from a place, Why haven't they and now taken, I own it. How, how come they don't take care of that for you? I don't know, and I'm very annoyed about it. Going to blame you. I hate, I hate all that, that uh, nonsensical yeah, that, paperwork. It's so too. frustrating, and I hate having to deal with it. I do, too. I'm supposed to have, a, like, a job and a life and things that I do. I don't want to deal right. with that nonsense. Right. 888-727-BECK. More patents, too. More paperwork to complain about. I hate all that paperwork when I buy a car. First of all, yes. <laughs> yes. Still annoying. Okay. Zaire, you're not complaining. No, they are not. Back is Pat and Stu. One thing we like to uh, talk about here are tall buildings for some reason. I'm, I'm not sure why, uh, but we, we just frankly do. And uh, we were just talking last week, it seems like, about the tallest building constructed, which is the uh, Dubai Tower, the Burj Dubai. It's 2,700 feet tall. But we were talking about uh, some other proposed buildings. One of them was 6,000 feet. Then we find out about this. Uh, the tallest building ever constructed is it, it's a sought after title. Everybody wants it. Apparently who builds these, you know, really big buildings. Uh, but there's one that was in a class all its own in the mid 1990s. The Xseed 4000 was <laughs> dreamed of. It's an 800 story hyper building that would have towered over downtown Tokyo. 13 1,123 feet tall or two and a half miles high. <laughs> two and a half miles. Come on. Come on now. Come on. That would be fun. 
Why wasn't that built? I want to see that constructed. Here's a little look at a look at a drawing of what it would have looked like compared to the Burj Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> that is ridiculous. No way. We, look at that. I mean, you could draw all kinds of pictures. There's no way that ever gets built. No, no. way. And uh, I, uh, the building would have to be so wide that it would take up many, many, many city blocks. And it would just look stupid like that. Look at that. That's, that's dumb. That's taller than Mount Fuji in Japan. <laughs> Taller than Mount Fuji. Also, the cost was estimated somewhere between six hundred billion and one point two trillion dollars. <laughs> and you know it would go over budget. Oh, you know, it would. <laughs> that'd be like ninety-seven no trillion dollars <laughs> in eight hundred stories. Who's going to buy all that space? I mean, does Japan really need an eight hundred-story building? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I doubt it. No, I doubt anybody does. No. You know who gets that done? Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. Mm-hmm. He gets it done. Donald Trump right. gets that done. Now, he never you know, has. There's no evidence no, that he could. If he did, you know who would oh. pay for it? Mexico. Right. What if Donald Trump were to build the... The Mexican government would build the XC4000 in Japan the for them. XC4000. He'll get it done. And it'll be taller than Mount Everest. Uh, by He'll the way, build a building that's 30,000 feet tall. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And it would be and the ultimate luxurious. Um, I will say that uh, they never actually expected to make the Xseed 4000. They just wanted to get some attention for their uh, their firm. And by the way, it worked. Uh, here we are 20 years later still talking still about, about it. it yeah. So I guess it was a successful project in and of itself. Uh, but not every project is so successful, Pat. We have uh, also Mental Floss has the uh, five very costly typos. <laughs> I love this. Um, for example, a hyphen. You, you miss a hyphen when you're typing something. No big deal, right? Mm-hmm. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you're NASA. NASA, uh, by the way, run by the government, um, <laughs> had an issue in 1962. Uh, Mariner 1, uh, they, they wanted to get too uh, close to uh, Venus and take pictures. Single missing hyphen in the coding, however, used to set the trajectory and speed caused the craft to explode just minutes after takeoff. The uh, cost of $80 million. Oops. Just the $80 million, though. But that was also in 1962, so right. it actually cost a lot more than that, and they just missed a hyphen in the coding. Uh, then there was the case of the antique ale. Uh, a missing P cost one sloppy eBay seller more than half a million dollars on the 150-year-old beer he was auctioning. A uh, few collectors knew a bottle of Allsop's Arctic Ale was up for bid because it was listed uh, as a bottle of Allsop's Arctic ale. With one less P. With one less P. Yeah. Uh, one eagle-eyed bitter hit a payday of uh, antique roadshow proportion. When he came across the rare booze, purchased it for $304, and then immediately resold it with the proper amount of P's for $503,000. See, that should be illegal. $503,000. I um, wow. Uh, what is uh, what is your moral standard? Yeah, no kidding. Is that okay? Uh, it's a tough one. It it's is a tough, a tough one. one. I, I don't know how I feel about that because I'm not sure. Obviously, it's because of a mistake. Yeah. Um, and so you're profiting off of someone else's mistake. Mm-hmm. Which do you have the moral obligation to say, dude, this should be priced a lot higher? Do you have that obligation? Now, if I go into a store. I feel less inclined. Like, when it's a person, I feel less inclined. But that's probably mm-hmm. not right either. Like, I feel less inclined to say, hey, guy, you know, when you're at, like, if Walmart does this, right? 
I go into Walmart and they mispriced something like this and I can get a $500,000 profit. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm buying it and selling it immediately. When it's a person, if I go up to, you know, Pat is selling it and he doesn't realize he's selling something, I feel worse about it. But that's not really the right moral answer, I would assume. That's tough. What's the right thing? Now, I, again, $500,000. You're taking a, something. You're basically right. ruining this person's life off a typo. Because they could have had five. I mean, not ruining their ruined, life, but, maybe but a little still. bit hard. But they should have $500,000 more. Than Instead, they have $304. But $304. All the That's time this crazy. happens where every, business all the time is about yeah. buying a house uh, that you think might be undervalued and selling it. Buying a car, buying a stock, and then reselling it at a higher value? I mean, I, those aren't immoral activities. What is the moral choice here? Jeffy, let's go to you, because you're the, you're the guy who... Oh, if you're, I mean, asking me, screw the guy. You screwed <laughs> up, you pay him whatever you can and get take your profit. Move on. What a stunning surprise, Jeffy, <laughs> would feel that way. I'm shocked. That's a shocker. I, I don't That's know. That's my fault you didn't put line. an extra P on there, yeah. idiot. It's a shocker. Put the P on there, and then this doesn't happen. Thank you. Okay, I get it. All right. <laughs> uh, how about with the time that the Bible pr uh, promoted promiscuity? This is an interesting. This is what people refer to as the Jeffy Bible, uh, which <laughs> they took out a, a you not. You mean the correct Bible. Yeah, what they you're took out about. not. It just said, thou shalt commit adultery. <laughs> uh, Miss the not. Oh, wow. Which oh, is kind of oh, important. That, uh, they had to reprint it. It you know, cost about $5,000, but some people may have believed the wrong thing. And uh, I want that Bible. Boy. Uh, then there was the pasta that got racist. The damage uh, was uh, $20,000. Plate of uh, tagliatelle with the sardines and prosciutto would typically be uh, only be offensive to a vegetarian like, like Stu, but mm -hmm. an unfortunate blender in the pasta Bible published by Penguin Australia Recommended seasoning the dish with salt and freshly freshly ground black people. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! The printer quickly destroyed all seven thousand remaining copies in its inventory, costing twenty thousand dollars. That's uh, kind oops. Of, I think pepper may have been a better choice there. Might have been. Uh, and uh, a car dealership uh, pulls a Michael Scott. Hmm. You thought uh, alien sightings were only an interesting thing happening in Roswell, New Mexico, but in 2007, a local car dealership came up with a brilliant plan to stimulate sluggish sales, mail out 50,000 scratch tickets, one of which would reveal a $1,000 cash prize. But Atlanta-based Force Events direct marketing company mistakenly upped the ante when they printed said scratch tickets, making every one of them a grand prize winner for a grand payout of only $50 million. Wow. Unable to honor the debt, the dealership instead offered $5 Walmart gift certificates for each winning ticket. <laughs> I, uh, no, thank you. Are you uh, how do you get away with that? I don't know. Obviously, I don't know how you get away with again, that. But again, like they can't pay $50 million, right? It just shuts the thing, so no one gets anything. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I would think the people that need to go out of business for that one is the direct marketing company. If you have a contract with somebody to print something upright, they should be held responsible if they screw it up. There was a, a thing a while ago that, uh, you know, this was several, many years ago, where uh, some local car dealership said uh, in their local advertising, we're selling this car for just 2,500 bananas and, instead of... Dollars, right, right. which really was it was twenty five hundred dollars, but somebody bought twenty five hundred bananas. No, of course, brought them to the dealership, which of course didn't cost them twenty five hundred dollars; cost them a couple hundred dollars, and they were forced into giving them the car for the twenty five hundred bananas. Yeah, it's truth in advertising, and so uh, be careful on how you advertise your product. That's the moral of the story today. More patents too coming up is another moral of the story. Always important to be careful how you advertise. Yeah.
You know that from your website. Oh, your Craigslist stuff. I know. So you have issues with certain words you can't use. Wait, why are you telling me? Why are you putting your hand across your throat? Mm. Actually, oh, you're gonna stop. Got it. In real life. <laughs> I got it. It's Pat and Stu. Over the weekend, I saw uh, Mission Impossible finally, which finished second again this week. Yeah, and again. Yeah. I, I, so, I mean, it's it's doing pretty well. It's uh, I'm looking here. It's got it's taken in 138 million so far, which is pr pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, straight out of Compton. Yeah. Came straight out of nowhere and uh, was the number one movie of the week. Well, it was helped by weekend. the meme. By the meme? <laughs> it was a meme. What meme? See, what people were doing is they were taking straight out of something and mm -hmm. applying it to a photo. Whoa. Of, like, straight out of email over Hillary Clinton's face. Oh, or straight oh, out of... Straight out of... Oh, boy. Intelligence over Donald Trump's face. Or what if you were to do straight out of Helena? <laughs> like a small town where they don't have right. you know yeah. uh, issues yeah. like that <laughs> be funny i actually think the movie right? looks interesting it is kind of an interesting story um, is because, it i mean yeah these you know what's the story nwa uh oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh, it's i'm basically, a big big yeah, we, we big, have, big fan we have the uh, trailer let's here. watch let's, the trailer watch some of that. see what it's all about should we all right i heard you've been spending a lot of time at your auntie house How's the couch life? Yeah, my woman and my baby living there is hard, man. But you know, everybody can't do what you do. Really, what I do getting played out, Dre. Where the money at? And why you gotta be so ruthless, cuz? I'll make a few changes. Where you think you going? I'm just trying to get home. That's my son. You need to get back in the house or I will ruin your life. Oh, I gotta talk to my moms like that. You had the chance to change the situation. Would you take it? Just hit that first beat hard, all right? You cruising down the street. All right. Cruising down the street in my six foot. Hey, that was dope, eh? You're listening to Compton's very own Ice Cube, Easy e and Dr. Dre. I got to tell you, you are witnessing history. People are scared of you guys. You have a unique voice. The world needs to hear it. They want N.W.A.? Let's give him in WA. This is only the tip of the iceberg, gentlemen. What's going on? What are you having that bag? Are you kidding me? You can't take that in the bus. When I'm called on, I got a sword on. Your songs glamorize gangs and drugs. Our art is a reflection of our reality. You guys supposed to be somewhere? These are artists. Rap is not an art. You cannot come down here and harass my clients because of what they look like. I promise you, things gonna be different from here on out. Listen, to be honest with you, I don't know anything about hip hop, but I know that you're special. You want to be involved with this gangster life? Here we go. Speak a little truth and people lose their mind. This isn't the Crips and Bloods. This is a threat from the federal government. They're trying to tell us what we can't play. This man drove a new way. 
Yo, Trey. What up? I got something to say. We can keep going, man. We can take over the world. Got a little dust of wind and all that. Believe in memory, no one will be forgetting. So as I leave, believe I'm stopping. But when I come back, boy, I'm coming straight out of town. Dr. Dre, is that you? <laughs> Pat is what? from the streets, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, oh, obviously. People don't know oh the role that yeah. he played in, in the. Uh, uh, it was integral in uh, integral in the formation and. Uh, well, I'm just rap in general, honestly. And, yeah. I mean, in the, in I the, thought it the was rise. Pat. When NWA they the guy taking the gun out of the bag. I was, I was the that Pat? I was the fourth member of NWA. You were. <laughs> A lot of people it don't know that. NWA, and P, and NWA. P. And P. Yeah. And then Pat uh, would come out and he'd be like, I well I'm straight out of Helena. Yeah. Uh, right. And then you the rest of the guys were you guys out of Compton. Go, yeah, but, but you then were, they knew that I came from the mean streets, the oh, meaner man. streets oh. of Helena. Well they needed credibility. And they the needed cred, street cred, if uh, you will. And, and Pat had it in space. They saw my hoopty car uh, and they were like, This guy. He well, knows, it was a Honda Civic. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. it was not. Uh, it was not. Uh, not hydraulic or anything, but, but it was. No. It was used. Yeah, um, it was a used car. It's actually a '69 Ford Falcon. Oh, <laughs> and they fell in love with it, man. Really? They loved it. Mm. They you don't see it. those too often. No, you don't. No, you don't. Not often enough. So straight out of Compton, did very well. Uh, close to sixty point five million dollars. Yeah, we had the. Uh, we don't have time for it, the trailer for the Man from Uncle, which I I feel like mm. actually looks pretty darn good, but has a terrible title. The man from Uncle, like it just yeah, it's I, like the old TV it's like show. The old TV I show. Just don't, I just feel based like, on the old TV show. But I mean, it just based on the old TV show. It's the old TV so, show. Are, did you go see it? No, no, <laughs> because it, the people who want to see the movie don't mm -hmm. care about the old TV show. I do. I, I, I but like, you didn't. See I it. loved. The you man went from to go Uncle. see Mission Impossible. I did. I Which did. is also based on an old TV show. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. By right. the way. They have no new ideas. That's right. No. I just really feel like, don't. I don't know. Like, it looked actually pretty good. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, don't know. I feel uh, like it, it kind of has that. Uh, it, got, it was let down. I don't think anybody knows the old TV show. Did, uh, well, no, a did lot of Glenn people have forgotten it. Yeah, it's, it's, an old, it's an old TV show. Yeah, Glenn liked it. I, mean, I thought Glenn said I think Glenn saw it and yeah. liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was based on the old TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, I guess some LA cops are kind of pissed off about the uh, straight out, straight out of Compton. It makes the cops look yeah. bad. Well, that one racist black cop in there seemed to be arresting them for no reason. Yeah, which is for terrible. no apparent reason. Uh, yeah, I mean it, that is the the big thing. They're they're pretty fired up about it because you know it obviously portrays. I mean, they're to tell the story from their perspective is they were tracked. You know. Constantly, and it is the true story of NWA. Yeah, right? I mean, I think it's from their perspective, but yes, yeah, the true, I'm sure. the true story. It, which is interesting because you can't even say the name of NWA, no. the actual name. It's with attitude, N word with attitude is mm -hmm. what that stood for. And and gosh, I can't believe it was the mid '80s when those guys came out. No, but I mean, you look at that. Been 30 years. Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. Easy wow. E died, right? He's dead. Is, that right? is he? Yeah, a long oh, time know. ago. We like lost maybe him. Maybe of AIDS. We lost Easy. Maybe of AIDS. Yeah, a long time ago. Really? Um, but yeah, but I mean, hmm. having both uh, Ice Cube and Dr. Dre are pretty. I mean, those are pretty big names in entertainment that yeah, were they all are. in this band that no one knew at this one, yeah. at this point, which is kind of interesting. I mean, I think it's an interesting story of this a success story. I don't know how much of it is just anti-cop though, and that would just be a fun. Yeah. All right, we will uh, see you tomorrow, right here. Jeffy's from LWA Losers. What is it? Losers.